Hey everyone, welcome back to the Your Money, Your Life podcast. I'm your host, Delano Soporu, episode 55, Crypto Craze. We're going to talk all about it and a bunch of other things, the news, everything that we usually talk about. I don't think I touched on it. We have gone to 55 episodes. That's three more than 52, which is the amount for one year. So I don't know if we celebrated the one year of the podcast, Your Money, Your Life, but I appreciate you all for listening and supporting wherever you are. Um, if you are listening, please make sure to five-star rate, subscribe, review, and support this podcast over a year doing it. Thank you, Team New Street. Um, as always, I really enjoy everyone, and thank you all for listening. Uh, please, please enjoy the show. Market update. What's in the news? So it's been an interesting week in the stock market this week. You still have a lot of the the you know the the typical different things going on with Reddit, but in the general broader market, you know, U.S. stocks have been higher over the past you know few days, week, whatever you want to call it. Um, and I think it's basically general generally based on uh, you know the strong rallies, really based around you know the Fed, Jerome Powell reaffirming. Uh, the the central bank's policy that they're going to really support the markets, they're going to support the economy. That was huge. That was you know what the market wanted to hear. There was also you know investors purchased forty three point one billion in equity funds uh, in the week to February tenth. So that's huge. I think that was the, the most since at least mid March, based on some data that was shown. So the stock market's just been benefiting from fiscal and monetary policy, um, just an enthusiasm for the markets, an enthusiasm for the continued vaccine rollout, which we're seeing is, is getting better. Um, even in New York, they're doing indoor dining starting Valentine's Day. What a perfect time to do that. Um, so things are, are on the upside. And I think markets, investors are generally optimistic about that. Um, so what is in the news? The news this week, lots of news. We're back. We're back with news. We're back with our normal. No more tea, people. No more tea. No more fun stuff. No, this is actually more fun talking about the news. And so what we have this week, if you remember a few, it was a couple months ago, the U.S., uh, the TikTok sale of the U.S. operations. But now that's shelved. The new administration, President Biden, has actually come in and said that they're going to shelve the forced sale of TikTok's American operations to Oracle and Walmart. They're shelving that indefinitely as they get familiar with the securities um, and and want to take a better look at what's going on there. So that's quite interesting that they shelved that. That was something that was down the pipeline many months ago that we discussed, and now it's being shelved indefinitely as of now. Also, Elon Musk, everyone's favorite CEO, besides me, hopefully, Elon Musk tweeted yesterday that he's going to have a conversation with Kanye West on Clubhouse. And I, we've talked about Clubhouse. It's a fast-growing social audio-based media, uh, social media app platform. And it's not clear when they're going to chat, but I think that's big news. I mean, you had Musk jump on there a few weeks ago, and it was pretty much crashed the app. There were so many people listening. There was over, overflow rooms for people trying to listen. Um, and that's going to be really interesting conversation. You have two very polarizing figures very well accomplished figure is going to be on Clubhouse discussing Lord knows what. Actually, I want to listen into that because that's going to be very, very intriguing uh, to, to actually hear that one, I'm, I'm assuming. And Clubhouse is interesting. I think it's an app that's interesting. There's actually competitors popping out for Clubhouse. Twitter 
already popped up their competitor for Clubhouse with Spaces. Facebook is reportedly in the works. Mark Zuckerberg was actually on Clubhouse not too long ago, and, and Facebook is actually making a, a competing platform now as well. There's going to be more. I think it's great for the times. I think it makes sense. Um, and Clubhouse, you know, they launched they launched in April 2020, which is crazy. And seeing the growth that they've had already, uh, they raised 12 million in May from venture capital firms, and and they're now valued at one billion valuation. Um, so that's quite crazy how everything's going. Um, and it's really the, like you're seeing bigger celebrities hop on Drake, Tiffany Haddish, a lot of people. Um, are jumping on and sharing their their um, their thoughts on, on Clubhouse. So I think that's really, really interesting. Something to watch out for. You always want to watch your social media platforms in which how it's shifting, where content, where eyeballs, where ears are going. So it's always interesting to keep up. Now let's talk about where money is flowing. The stimulus package, the new stimulus package, the third of the stimulus packages, the third one is coming through, the third care package is coming. So in March 2020, we got the $2 million, excuse me, $2 trillion, $2 million, $2 trillion rescue package that was, you know, featured a lot of different things, a great help for people. In December, we got a slimmer version, but it was $900 billion, And now the third version is now in Congress and is closing in on $1.9 trillion stimulus package that will be helpful for a lot of people in need. Uh, there'll be 1.4K payments to people in need, $400 a week unemployment insurance. I think the goal here is to get people through because we still aren't, you know, we're still not fully small businesses, I think, are still being hurt, especially the restaurants. And the goal is to help get people through. Um, and that is there's 10.1 million Americans still unemployed. That's a rate that's nearly double pre-pandemic levels, nearly double pre-pandemic levels. Um, so that's something that we're going to see coming out. 2.3 million, 2.3 plus women, million women have dropped out of the labor force since February 2020 compared to 1.8 million men. Uh, women labor participants at its lowest since 1988. That's crazy. And I think that's something that we need to fix. So that's something that's in the works and hopefully that gets due to the people that need it. Reddit, this, this popular platform now with, with all the different trading and different things going on, Reddit's valuation has doubled after a $250 million fundraise. Reddit's a private company started by Alex O. Hannon, um, the husband of Serena Williams, and he's one of the founders. He's not on the board more. Actually, he gave up his board seat, actually. I think he did. But they just raised money with after what's going on. A lot of people are flocking to the platform. They raised $250 million, doubling its valuation to $6 billion from $3 billion in 2019. Uh, it's just relevant right now. Everyone's trying to understand what's going on. People, it's, I've been on the platform for a while, just, you know, and in, in casually. But now people are just really flocking to the platform. And, and they're really like their user. They said their size has 50 million da daily users. Um, in comparison, Facebook has $1.84 billion. Um, that includes Instagram and WhatsApp, um, also uh, platforms that Facebook owns. Um, and I think, you know, Reddit is, is more millennial driven. You have younger people on the app. I don't think you're going to see your parents on there, but you'll definitely see younger people on that platform. So that's kind of interesting to see what they're doing is the, during these times. Super Bowl news. Uh, I was pretty disappointed with that. I really wanted my chiefs and my people out there to get their victory, but it's talking numbers, viewing numbers. This year's viewing numbers weren't that impressive. Um, they were uh, 
They showed that there was a 5.5% drop from last year, and it was the smaller, smallest Super Bowl audience since 2007. Uh, it could be attributed to closed bars and restaurants, smaller gatherings. I think just generally you see people with less intrigued by like entertainment during this time. Like if you think about it, I didn't I watch football because I love it, so I watch pretty like you know the games I was really interested in, Chiefs, Vikings, but in general, like I didn't watch any college football this year until like the the playoffs and the national championship. But I usually watch pretty pretty steadily. I would usually watch like especially the big games. But it just seems people's inter- people's interest. Um, there's so, so much more important things going on during this time. But uh, that was kind of interesting to see that there was a lower participation viewing participation in the Super Bowl this year. Um, so that's something to keep an eye on. Next up. We are talking cryptocurrency. We're going to discuss it later in the roundtable. But there was a big move by Tesla. Tesla made a big move. They did a $1.5 billion investment into Bitcoin. A lot of more companies are going to be doing similar things, which is adding cryptocurrency to their balance sheet. So Elon Musk made headlines when you know Bitcoin, he revealed that Tesla did a $1.5 billion investment into Bitcoin yesterday. Bitcoin's at, reached record highs during that time. There's been a company that's been already doing it. MicroStrategy has poured 1.5 billion plus plus into Bitcoin. Mass Mutual has invested a lot. Square, more companies are going to have it on their balance sheet. More institutions are going to jump into the game. Um, we're going to talk a little bit more about what that is, what that means for people. Because again, people think things are binary. It doesn't have to be. You have to understand what you're investing in and actually do your, some research or, or work with an expert. But we'll talk about it. I think this is a way for companies to diversify, to hedge against the U.S. dollar. The U.S. dollar is losing value um, with inflation, with printing, um, printing money. So this is a hedge for a lot of companies. And you're going to see a lot more companies do this in the future. And so that's definitely, definitely something to keep our eyes on um, as we go forward. Last news update. Hopefully this wasn't too quick. But we have another news update. We're talking minimum wage. So there's a lot of talk on social media everywhere about raising the federal minimum wage to $15 an hour, which I think should be for people that, that need it. That's $15 an hour. I don't even know what it comes to on a salary range, but it's definitely not high enough for people that need it, especially in large cities. But the Congressional Budget Office gave both sides ammunition. They did a survey. They did some research. They proposed uh, that... That this fifteen dollar minute federal minimum wage by twenty twenty five would lift nine hundred thousand people out of poverty and boost up to twenty seven million workers. Um, that's I think that would make sense. I hopefully it would make sense. And what critics heard was doubling the minimum wage would cost one point four million jobs and add fifty four billion to deficit. I mean, at this point, fifty four billion to deficit is, is not that crazy. We're printing, but uh, I think this would make sense for a lot of people. Uh, the Congressional Budget Office. It's going to be something that the politics and the politicians, the lawmakers, are going to be working with, and hopefully getting it done for people that need it. But that's our news update. Next up in the roundtable, we will discuss cryptocurrency. <laughs> Hey everyone, gather round, gather round for the financial round table. And this week we're discussing cryptocurrency implications, the future, what is going to happen next. By now I'm going to assume you actually know what Bitcoin, Ethereum, cryptocurrency in general is. It's a digital currency. They, you know, essentially if you haven't, you, you know, can go back and read the white paper, go read some information online just to get a general sense of what it was, how it was started, um, and, and what 
you're dealing with when you're dealing with cryptocurrency or digital currencies. Uh, so that that's, I mean, that's generally everyone knows the basics. You've heard it now for a long time. Your friends talk about it. You know, everyone's kind of discussing it. You've seen things online. Um, but I wanted to touch more on like what the implications are. Why does it matter uh, when you're talking about cryptocurrency? Um, in a sense, the, the use of cryptocurrencies will allow us to communicate instantaneously without the use of middle people. Um, so you're, you're allowed to send money back and forth. It's deleting the middle person, deleting the institution um, and being able to just directly go peer to peer. Um, and you want that will allow for minimal transaction fees, knowing both their sender and receiver will not be burned because it's instantaneous. It's done, you know, instantaneously. It's done with technology. It's done with coding. Um, and that's probably the, one of the most valuable propositions of cryptocurrency. Um, and I think, you know, the second part is is it allows for also tr when triggers are hit, the value of the cryptocurrency is released, which is, you know, Ethereum, one of the, the second largest cryptocurrency um, network um, is based on smart contracts. So if you and someone that you are, you know, let's say you're betting on a, a boxing match and you and a friend are betting um, and you can you can trigger um, the funds to be released as soon as the event happens. Um, and so this is super, super interesting. Another interesting, uh, the peer to peer, you know, kind of availability of cryptocurrencies. And I think for one, this obviously attacks, um, the, the larger bank institutions, the old guard bank institutions, um, which, you know, they're trying to understand how to deal with cryptocurrency, what it means for them and how it mean, what it means for MoneyGram or Western Union or any of these places that, you know, were, were typically used by people because adoption of cryptocurrency is increasing. Um, that's why the value is increasing. There's only 21 million Bitcoin available that can be mined. And I don't, and all, not all of them have been mined yet, but there's only 21 million that can be mined. Also important to know you can buy fractional um, coins. You don't have, you can't, you don't have to buy a full coin. And so that means as, you know, demand increases, supply stays stagnant, economics one-on-one, prices increasing. Um, obviously, do your research is a, a, a vote for people to go and do something with it. You know, my clients, I've, I've given them direction on what we need to do. Uh, but this is super interesting to understand. And the third one, another point is the sovereign individual. We talked about that before people being sovereign, people being decentralized. This is another way for people to do that. If your money isn't tied, is, is, your money is now tied to the internet and you're in charge of it, you know, the government uh, will essentially not have as much residency over how things are handled, especially when it comes to your finances. Um, so I think one of the things that people are wanting to see with cryptocurrency is, you know, how much can we scale? Can is it scalable? Will we scale? How much will it scale? It's been scaling so far. You're seeing institutions now getting involved. I think that's the tipping point where you're seeing institutions getting involved because they don't want to be late to the party. That is a tipping point that's going to take the scalability, the adoptability to the next level, in my opinion. Um, and so that's super important. And um, obviously, you know, there's different places. There's so much information on there. You want to make sure you're getting the correct information, uh, especially for work with me, come to me. For clients, I say, and for people, I say, like, this is something that you don't want to think of it as a thing where you're just going to get super rich off of just putting all your money in cryptocurrency. That's not the case. You don't need to just, diversification is important. So understanding that, understanding diversification is, is super important. Um, and, and that's something that people often forget when they see something that's, 
volatile and going up and down a lot. They forget that they need to diversify. Um, so I think, you know, the best thing again is to do your research on these things and, and work with an expert. There's different, so much different content out there from people that could be trusted or not. Uh, there's so much different information. There's a lot of different coins and, and different things, but essentially it's, it's something that's not going to go away. So it's good to, to be in tuned with the future. And even further than that, there's more going on in that, in that blockchain digital currency space. We're talking about digital scarcity, um, and, and finance. So digital scarcity is going to be coming more in the future. You're going to see, um, people, owning digital assets, whether it's a screen grab of, excuse me, whether it's a digital item that you just purchased online from someone and there's no one else that can have a, a replica of that. It's called a non-fungible token. So you're able to be the only one that has it. You can show off this digital asset in a 3D VR room. And really that that world is still super new, but that's coming uh, up the par. And it's something that a lot of people are going to be taking to. The NBA has already started developing uh, some stuff with this, with their NBA Moments Initiative. Instead of you know a pack of cards, they sell digital images and clips uh, of particular moments in NBA history. And you own that moment in time, and it can become more valuable and popular as the moment, uh, the value of the moment increases. So that's something that, you know, people are super, I'm super keen on. I think it's super interesting, um, and things that's going to be coming out in the future. So it's it's really good to be ahead of the curve, and it always I give people something that to be understand that to be able to be ahead of the curve and understand what's coming out in the future. That's what you come to this podcast for. It's what you come to me for. It's understanding what's ahead of the curve. Obviously, again, I think you should work with experts on these things because this is stuff that a lot of people don't understand. Um, and a lot of people don't have full information on this more than what I've been able to give in a podcast. But I want to just give a brief overview so people have a little bit more understanding and can um, ask more questions from there. But that's it. I, mean, I think it's great stuff. A lot of good stuff when you're talking about the space, a lot of good technology advancements when you're talking about this space uh, that we're going to see more in the future. Um, that's good. That's it for our roundtable. Next up, we're going to talk question of the week. Hey everyone, finally back to questions of the week. Questions of the week. Uh, this week we're going to talk about something that I don't focus too much on, but I think it's a big sticking point for a lot of people. Uh, they're super curious about it and it's ways to build credit. How do I build credit? How do I build it fast? I'm not a big credit report. My credit score is good. It's great. But does that really matter? The big scheme of things, I guess, if you're someone that's trying to buy a house and you want a lower interest rate or something of that nature, that matters. But um, I've never been big on that. People focus too much on that rather than other things that can help you financially. But hey, if you are, let's let's talk about the ways you can build credit and build it fast. Number one, kind of intuitive, but pay bills on time. You sort of all the things that you do in your credit, your credit report, pay it on time. Don't get delinquent. Don't have uh, the collectors come after you. Make frequent payments, make the ones that are just needed. Um, and then also the ones that you can, you know, do if you have extra cash. Uh, this number three assessor asked for higher credit limits. I think when you have higher credit limits and you're, you're utilizing it less, that shows better on your credit sport. So if you have $5,000 credit limit and you're at the $5,000 limit if you draw down on all 5000 Looks bad in your credit report. They want to see you more around 30%, so $2,500, $2,000, whatever, uh, instead of, you know, be fully drawn on your credit. Um, and then dispute your credit report. Print your credit report out. You can get free ones at any time. Like most, your bank probably provides free ones. I know Wells Fargo does. I think Chase has all of them. 
and, and print them out. See where you're missing. See what the areas that you need to fix um, for your credit report. I would say next, if you're someone that's like literally starting from ground zero and you can't even get a credit card, use a secured credit card. I didn't even know about this until recently uh, when I was helping someone. You can get secured credit cards, which is a, a, another method to build credit, um, which is you you know, pretty much secure the credit card uh, with your collateralizing it by having your cash in um, some sort of you know escrow to allow for them to be feel comfortable to give you a credit card. If you're someone that's starting from ground zero, that might be an option. Um, yeah, I think generally speaking, in my high-level overview, pay your bills on time. Um, try to utilize credit cards. Utilize, utilize it if you're just going to be able to pay it off right away. Those are kind of the, the, the big things for it. But I think there's ways to build credit. Don't be too sticking on the number. Your number doesn't define you. It's just a number. You can build it up. Um, don't let it define you and make you feel shamed if it's not to where you want it to be or, you know, you'll get it there. Uh, but it's something, again, all these things and tactics, tools that we work on at Team New Street, it's something we do over time. It's never said we do it overnight, but we're doing it over time. I appreciate all the people that are involved listening and staying into this because we're, we're sharing this. We're growing this community and it's growing like wildfire and I love it. Um, so yeah, that's it. Let's lastly talk about what's an update with me, uh, musings for the week for myself. Um, but thank you for listening to the question of the week. Personal life update. What's been going on with me? Uh, again, watched the Super Bowl last Sunday, this past Sunday. Wanted uh, Kansas City uh, to win, obviously, and, and uh, they played hard. They played hard. They had a great season. Nothing to hang their head about. They'll be back. They'll be back, and that's what winners do. That's what resilient people do, so we'll make sure uh, to keep our eyes on them and great season by the fellas and, and, and really what they what they accomplished so far this year. Congrats to the Patriots. Excuse me, the Patriots, it seems like it. Congrats to Tom Brady and the Bucks. Uh, Tom Brady, again, uh, proving to what winners like. It's, it's motivational when you're seeing someone like Tom Brady um, – being a winner, being a hard worker and anything he does and just push through. I think a lot of people were just motivated by him uh, more than anything. Obviously, you'd admire it. You'd think he's great, one of the greatest athletes to ever play team sports, but you're just motivated to do the best in your abilities and what you do. Uh, that's kind of the takeaway I got from that, which segues into me getting back on my workout. No, I've always worked it out, but we got to get back in shape. Spring is coming back. I want to get back in it. Um, recently got in the Peloton. Uh, it's been great. I like it. I like the workouts. It's a way to push yourself cardiovascularly, um, even in some ways, strength, way, endurance. Um, so really like that. Um, generally for myself this week, it's, it's really been good. I think we're a team usually we keep building, we keep sharing, we keep building this community of people that want to you know, get to their to their financial goals, and that's what we're here to do. Another great episode, another great week. Please share this with your friends, family, loved ones. But we will be back next week. Thank you for listening.